and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are going to take a look at MLW Fusion 140 Generations Collide. Aw, oh, yeah. Main event featuring the Morton father and son tandem of Ricky and Carrie taking on Ma- Ross and Marshall the Von Eriks. But first, of course, there's something that resembles news. Anywho, uh, the big news coming out of Kings of Coliseum. It's finally going to happen. The Dynasty Collide for the World Heavyweight Championship. As it has been announced that World Heavyweight Champion Alexander Hammerstone will be taking on former Dynasty stablemate Richard Holiday with Alicia Toot, of course, uh, in the main event of the Kings of Coliseum event 2022 Friday, May 13th at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. MLW returns to Philly this spring. Or almost summer. I don't know. That was just a weird tangent that I felt I needed to just throw in there for no good reason. But anyway, the important thing is stellar main event action. Your boy Hammer and Richard Holiday. Their feud simmering for quite some time and we will see it touched upon in the episode of Fusion tonight. Uh, So that is, as of right now, obviously the only match announced for the card. And uh, there's... Probably lots more, because the original press release lists a whole bunch of other people scheduled to appear. It's just no matches are booked yet. Um, so, uh, the former Dario Cueto, Cesar Duran, should probably get on that. Or should he? Anywho, gonna move right into the thick of things. We got MLW Fusion 140, 140 big episodes of the show. And it's such a big deal that the show just starts off hot with Cesar Duran coming to the ring with his Lucha bodyguard. He runs down the crowd. Uh, something or something something about a bunch of ghosts. Uh, the ghosts of Charlotte. Uh, you know, wrestling, wrestling uh, used to be a big hotbed in Charlotte until, uh, you know, the Crockett's went under. Um, and so I th- I'm going to assume that's what Cesar was referring to, but eh, I don't know. Ghosts people that smell, etc. Um, but before we could do too much jaw-jacking, uh, Sirius by the Alan Parsons Project, that's right, I still know my music, uh, Ricky Steamboat is out. Uh, he doesn't kiss rings, he doesn't kiss ass. And you know what? Cesar Duran is also in, under investigation, and until that investigation is complete, he is thereby suspended. Uh, the henchman attacks Steamboat, but is chopped for his efforts as security drags Cesar away. Uh, he's screaming that Steamboat will be a ghost, uh, ghost too, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, we have a new interim uh, general manager, matchmaker, if you will, in Ricky Steamboat. And to celebrate this fact, the clout couple, Richard Holiday and Alicia Toot, come out. They are lobbying for a title shot. Uh, Ricky's not really uh, buying this. So, uh, looks like he's going to have to take on Matt Cross for uh, his efforts. He being Holiday, of course, not Steamboat. Though, I might actually pay money for Steamboat versus Cross as well. But that's not happening tonight anyway. Maybe in the future. Don't know. Just swing it. Fix it in post, if nothing else. 
we get our intro. Rich and Joe welcome us to the show. Our main event of tonight, of course, is the Von Eriks versus the Mortons. Uh, we also have the recently announced Cross, Matt Cross versus Richard Holiday, uh, and then and EJ and Duca and Calvin Tankman actually have a team name now. They are known as Muscle and Power. It's no power and glory. Doesn't quite slip off the tongue, but you know. Those are two big, powerful dudes filled with muscles, so I'm not going to argue with them. That, and of course, they are your MLW World Tag Team Champions. Anyway, speaking of our tag team champions, oh, uh, looks like they're going to have themselves a promo. Uh, backstage, Muscle and Power, thank God and family. Uh, name A shout out specifically to uh, several family members. Myron Reed out to congratulate everybody. Hopes he can... Live up to their expectations, too, as the young goat. But, of course, nobody has any second thoughts about that, as Myra Reed is the young goat. Speaking of our young goat, he is in our first match tonight. It is Myron Reed taking on TJP for the MLW Middleweight Championship. Uh, we have a little video package for TJP. And Reed, the kind of going back and forth. TJP has established uh, quite the bucket list that he's crossed off by the age of 21. Uh, Reed ultimately is just going to kick some ass. We has matchup. It's going to start off kind of hot and heavy. We have cruiserweight standoff type things to start the party. You know, the classic flips and test of strength, bouncing up and down, leg sweeps, multiple pin attempts, that sort of thing, uh, before we get, you know, kip-ups and a standoff. Uh, Reed wants to, uh, you know, show his respect for the elder statesmen of the cruiserweights, but there is no respect to be had by TJP. He hits a big clothesline and uh, drop kicks Reed off a springboard attempt. And off this uh, springboard attempt, Reed, like, bounces funny off the top rope. Uh, it looks like he injures his shoulder, uh, which, of course, TJP, being a submission expert, decides that he should totally, totally, totally work over uh sends sends reed into the ring post for his efforts Sling, a slingshot sent on for two by tjp uh tjp just continues to work over that shoulder as we go to break uh when we come back it's boot scrapes and a face wash by tjp reed attempts to mount a comeback uh but reed but reed as he's going for his uh Flame on, I guess that's what they're calling it. That's what commentary is calling it. But his uh, diving cutter to the floor, he gets caught off that um, and gets hit with a neck breaker by TJP on the ring apron. And by the way, in case nobody realized, the ring apron is the hardest part of the ring. So there's your education for the evening. Uh, TJP hits the Mamba frog splash for a two count. Uh, Reed. Works his way back to a comeback, but misses the no-cap splash. Uh, Gnarly-looking crucifix driver by TJP for two. Um, Reed goes to finish things... uh, Excuse me. TJP goes to finish things off with the Mamba once again. uh, And Reed just kind of pops up and hits the cutter for uh, the three count. One, two, three. Your winner. And still MLW middleweight champion. The Young Goat. Hot Fire. Myron Reed. Um... And a solid match to be had by the two, as you could expect. Uh, Reed has been steadily improving over the last couple of years. Uh, TJP, say what you want about him outside the ring, is still very much 
a great wrestler in between the ropes when the bell rings. Um, if I have to make a complaint about this match, it's the uh, plague that is suffering current wrestling is that you only sell when you want. Um, and overall, Reed did a very good job, I thought, in his his selling. But the thing of the matter is, like, he only sold when it was convenient um, and then when it was time for him to go on the offense again, like magically, like his arm could work. Like he was grabbing the rope to do his little springboard jumps every now and again, like still popping up for cutters and, you know, these things that require arm, you know, arm strength. And yes, you can argue that there's a batch of adrenaline popping up and whatever, but like, again, sometimes it's just the little things, uh, about selling again, like he's done a lot better than he has in the past. Uh, but this kind of like. Oh, he's doing a cutter again. And just like the repetitive cutter use, too. It kind of just threw me off. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, solid opener. Uh, you know, Reed once again proving why he's one of the best middleweights in America right now. Uh, you know, he may be the young goat, but he's still kind of a pretty good, pretty well-kept secret amongst the indie scene. Um but, you know, as I said, solid match, a good opener to get everybody get everybody on their feet, get their blood going, etc., etc., etc. Following this, we get some backstage stuffies going on. Uh, the Von Eriks are donating the World Class Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight title to the University of Texas in Dallas. Uh, we also get uh, the announcement that Holodead will be taking on Shazza McKenzie next week. And really, that was all. That was they, they went by pretty quick. Like usually, there's a bunch of war in between there. So uh, we got we got match again. We got match going into my MST3K stuff. Anyway, it is Matt Cross taking on Richard Holiday with Alicia Toot. Uh, just as the bell rings, Holiday takes control pretty darn quick with a bunch of strikes. Uh, though Cross does get to take oh uh, takes over after that with his gymnastics flippies and dives. Um, but before Cross can really mount a lot of offense, Holiday cuts out Cross's legs uh, and hits a big lariat. Oh, turns Cross inside out early. Uh, Cross tries to find some respite on the ropes, and one of the referees distracted. Uh, two chokes and slaps Cross, so she's even getting uh, getting physically involved in matches now. Uh, Holiday with a double arm backbreaker and a batch of strikes uh cross comes back hits the cross cutter slash lethal injection for only two uh cross goes for his patented shooting star press uh but holiday moves luckily cross is able to roll through he saw it coming uh comes back in only to be hit with a pop-up punch and the 2008 stock market crash for the three count your winner rarefied air richard holiday uh and this match was really short and i think it was just there to really like it wasn't a squash but it was just there to put holiday over um and establish his you know newfound viciousness or refound viciousness i mean because let's face it the guy's kind of a jerk um but really like overall told a good story a solid match between the two of them and got got done what it needed to get done overall uh and cross though still unlucky in his uh ventures in mlw uh not picking up the win uh, this time around either uh, disappoints me because I really want to see that guy do well and uh, he's just facing people better than him allegedly <laughs> all right so we have the match I gave my little review of it Rich Puccini goes to talk to the clout couple a two just cuts him off just 
kicks him out of here because she is the interview queen of MLW. Well, and let's face it, professional wrestling in general. Uh, asks what's going through Holiday's mind. Of course, being the good boyfriend that he is, he notes that Alicia is running through his mind 100% of the time. But, you know, something else that kind of go goes through his mind is that the dynasty, like he is the sole proprietor of of the dynasty. He held the dynasty together. He was the brains. He was the brawn. He was the architect of everything about the dynasty. And now it's back to where it should be all about him because it was him all along. All right, it is time to take a pause for the cause. Get your energy drinks, get your melatonin, get your workout supplements, blobbity blobbity blue. I'll catch you all in one moment. Now, whether you're someone who works out, or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Ray's Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Ray's provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Ray's Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. Alright, we are back. Uh, we get another deep dive into the background of EJ and Duca. Uh, he talks about being first generation um, from Nigeria. His parents uh, moved to, from Nigeria to the United States, uh, where he was born in Dallas, Texas. Uh, talks about, like, they grew up really poor, so, like, the only thing he had was the work ethic. Uh, and he used this to transition into being a three-sport athlete in high school, a uh, football player in college, uh, later playing in the Canadian League in arena football for a handful of years before getting into bodybuilding. Uh, he got... He got uh, signed by the WWE in the process, uh, he was scouted by Scotty Too Hotty, Scott Garland, who, cheap plug, is going to be at SCW Pro in Davenport, Iowa, uh, tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this podcast, uh, well, most everyone who isn't part of the Patreon crowd, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, join the Patreon, um, so, uh, but it was Scotty who was instrumental to, uh, get EJ, in with the WWE, uh, and after two years, he was let go as part of the budget cuts uh, when Court Bauer kind of came in and, like, just came in like, hey, man, I got some things for you. Uh, let's talk. Um, and he signed with MLW. Next, we get Emilio Sparks ambushing Alex Kane in the Beaumayet Fight Club. Uh, he asks about a new contributor to the Boma Fight Club and Kane's like, dude, I thought you were a professional. Like, this isn't cool. I'm gonna go talk to Ricky Steamboat to get some competition. You just do what you want, man. Boma Alright. Boma indeed. It is now time for our main event of the evening. Tag team action. Generations collide it is the von erics ross and marshall taking on the mortons carrie and ricky dude ricky morton still going strong after all these years he's running the school of morton he's helped train his kiddo uh now and now finally 
hitting the major leagues of professional wrestling in MLW. Uh, this match was made by Cesar Duran in lieu of the Von Erichs getting their rightful shot at the MLW Tag Team Championship. Um, so let's see how things go. There seems to be a lot of respect between the teams, and before the bell even rings, we get handshakes and high fives and whatnot. Carrie and Ross start the party uh, with Carrie showing what he can do very early on, despite like some uh, minor miscommunication where they kind of where they did what would be the traditional leapfrog spot, but instead of leapfrogging, Carrie went for a drop kick and just kind of like half landed on Ross. Uh, they got some very quick tags between the Mortons before uh, Ross practically kills Carrie with a big boot to the corner and gets the tag in. Uh, double drop kick by the Von Eriks. And this is not the only time we'll see that. And, like, that's... I, I feel like that's mildly interesting. And they bring it up on commentary, too, uh, that the double drop kick is a trademark of uh, the Rock and Roll Express, which is, for those of you not indoctrinated to the realm of professional wrestling... Uh, is like one of the premier tag teams of all time, and of course, a tag team in which Ricky Morton was a part of. Uh, the double drop kick, you know, was their go to move to put people away. Um, so it's kind of weird and vaguely disrespectful on that. Um, but otherwise, we get some quick tags by the Von Erichs moving fo uh, forth, back and forth, uh, rather quickly. Um, but things like end up breaking down, and I'm not sure if I missed the tag in the chaos or whatever. Uh, but Ricky Morton is just now in doing stuff and hits a Canadian destroyer because why the hell not? Let's uh, just let the 80 year old man hit a Canadian destroyer. Okay, I'm sorry, Ricky, you're not 80. But, dude, I'm just doing a flipping pile driver. Like, literally flipping pile driver. I'm not just, you know, substituting F-words in here. Um, but while this is going on and things break down, uh, Marshall gets Ricky in the claw. This sets up the claw-back-suplex combination that gets the three count. Your winners, the Von Eriks. Uh, after the match, though, it takes a little bit of time for Marshall to release the claw on Ricky, which was also weird and like then sets off like a bunch of tension between uh carrie and the von erics and ricky's like trying to recover like marshall has to be separated by ross he's like dude like <laughs> got a little caught up which i mean honestly like marshall's kind of the hothead of the team anyway he's the one who makes like in the promos makes all these weird random threats and then like is brought back to Earth by, uh, by Ross. Uh, so that's kind of like what ended up happening here. Um, before, before things get like too out of hand and we come to blows or anything, a wild Julius Smokes appears, comes out, basically is just like screaming for everybody to die for whatever reason. Uh, 5150 comes out uh, to blindside attack uh, both families, but this doesn't last long as uh, the combination of the Mortons and the Von Erics are too strong for 5150 and they're sent packing. Despite all this, Julius Smokes does not shut up and still commands everybody to die. Hello, X-Men. Welcome to die. Goodbye, 5150. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, the important thing is the power of friendship prevails, and the Von Eriks and the Mortons are friends once again, despite the X. Uh, besides, you know, that the X Men were welcomed to die. Um. So that was also like a surprisingly quick match as well, and uh, I guess like my only real complaint about it is that that was the main event. Like on one hand, I get it; it's Ricky Morton; he's a legend. But like the ma the match 
not a whole lot really happened in the match outside of like that brief breakdown where all of a sudden Ricky Morton's doing flipping pile drivers. Uh, but uh, which, I mean, I'm not going to totally knock. That was a lot of fun. Not going to lie. Um, but really like it, I felt like it had been a better served as like an opening contest. Like I think they should have just like flipped the card around, had the tag team match open up the show. And then we made event with the middleweight championship match. Uh, but you know, otherwise like no complaints on the show uh, though. We did like outside of the, interesting little tidbit which hasn't been uh, referenced in the rest of the social media uh, that Cesar Duran is under investigation uh, (laughs) which dude what's going on there Uh, and I'm interested to see where that's going if this is kind of uh, following through with uh, the revolving door of talent that MLW's kind of put forth uh, this past year where talent are basically kind of coming in for one or two sets of tapings outside of like the core group or what's going on with that. Um, because they, like the uh, fans of MLW on the fa- on their Facebook page, the MLW Facebook page, they kind of like noted that some like new faces and then some longtime faces have been removed from the roster page. Um, most notably Los Parks, which uh, that upsets me a whole lot. And uh, L.A. Park, you know, uh, the original was, well, an MLW original back in the uh, first run of the company back in the early 2000s. Um, and it has been like a strong presence uh, since the relaunch in, what, 2017 or so. Uh, and if he's not part of the company anymore, that's like, kind of a sad day. Like him, losing him and like Tom Lawler, like is crazy go nuts, man. Um, but we're so, but we're wandering into like blind speculation territory now, which is, I mean, Let's face it, like anything involving this podcast is not my forte, uh, but like now we're really getting out there in tinfoil hatsville that I'm just not, I don't think I'm ready to cover that yet. Uh, but never mind that. Moving on. Uh, as I said, the show the show ends with the baby faces standing tall. Everyone loves each other again. And really, like what's wrestling without the friends you make along the way? That is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening. I will catch you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review would also be helpful. Word-of-mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova, where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. 
And for other business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzkammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.